Welcome to Under the Blanket Podcast, and just relax with us into the love that we are, and let this wash over you, and just, you know, the person listening to this podcast, that's a circle, you know, and there's all these infinite circles, you are worthy to be in the center, and allow the circles to do their thing, and in the center, you see it's all the center, and you could bear it all, and you have that peace, and I'm with you in that center, we all are, so uh, I feel uh, my human part uh, was excited to do this show, for, and I honor that uh, my incarnation, so my incarnation wrote this book, Spiritual Bipolar, and it got into an audiobook, and this guy in England reads it, lit, and he does a really amazing job performing it and Liverpool accent and all that. And it really was a labor of love for me. Start for years and years, I worked on it, and it came out really good. And it's you know, it's not for me. I know a lot of people write a book to get somewhere with it. My intention was just to touch the hearts that it's meant to touch. And so on. So now Nathan is the guest and uh, he was touched by that book, Spiritual Bipolar, the audio book. And he had a spiritual awakening that that helped with. And it's funny, Nathan, because it's all the self-helping the self. So we don't have to get caught up in who helped who because we're all the helping ourselves is what it comes down to. So if you could go into some of that and tell uh, everybody about the book and what you thought of it and how it helped and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> uh, wow. So yeah, so you, um, you had, uh, you had posted a link to your book at one point and I decided to read it. Um, prior to that I had had, I was, I was actually going through a really rough spiritual awakening. It was, it was pretty rough. And I was just like, uh, you know, I was reading that and I could relate to a lot of what you said. And I think the only difference really between you and me was the people I was around did not, I didn't, they didn't have like the authority to put me anywhere, you know? So I was just kind of going through like this psychosis, um, trying to figure out what all of this meant, I guess. And, uh, you know, ultimately what, what you've helped me with is just to come to realize that it's, I just am what I am. This is, you know, and okay. So before I read your book, um, back in January of this year, uh, it was, you know, pre spiritual awakening, I guess. And like, um, I had come to a point of just complete surrender to, I guess the all, like I had just given up, like I had been trying to live my life successfully for 30 years and failing at every turn, you know, um, and it was my ego that was driving my life. And so I came to realize this in just very painful ways with uh, the help of psychedelics, actually. And, uh, you know, just came to this point of, OK, I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy, just like, you know, anybody else is a guy or a girl or whatever you want to identify as. Um, you know, I'm just me. I just am what I am. I'm not perfect. You know, so I came to that. And then I was on Facebook one day. And I think it was in like a Psychonauts group or something. And I saw a video that you had posted about Bubba the Buddha and how he had just his life was shit. And, you know, he uh, he couldn't 
take it anymore and so he like gave up and went and sat under a tree for as long as it took and i was just like huh so i went in my living room and i sat down for as long as it took and i just didn't try to achieve anything you know in meditation i was just i just gave up and i was just sitting there listening to my breath and the sounds around me and this thing happened and so without seeing without seeing that on facebook i would not have probably gotten to that point like i had reached the point of surrender but the meditation part you know i had given up on too i was like well i'm not even going to do that you know because it's not getting me anywhere anyway but then so i as time went along you know i i i guess achieved what um the hindus call samadhi or something and you know it's not an achievement really it's just you give up <laughs> like so um <laughs> It's uh, it's funny to call well, it that, but you know that means a lot that you shared that. Um, and I'm I'm uh, as you were saying that I I feel the simplicity of this all this like it really is, you know, a really sim. It's like pure simplicity and innocence and openness, and mm -hmm. we're able. It's like you said, it's nothing special. We all have this state of being. It's it's in a plant. It's in a poodle's shit in Idaho. It's yeah. in a parrot. It's in Mars. It's in all of it. So we are all worthy to go to that state, to be in that state. And it's not a big deal. We can really mm. be in that state and just cultivate a life of being in that state and staying in that state. And yeah. uh, as far as the book goes, I mean... Uh, what about the element where it talked about the cosmic joke and, and it was like for people that haven't read it or listened to the audio book, it's like the whole thing is jam packed with like just laughter and comedy, but mm -hmm. it's not the usual Dave Chappelle. No offense to Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle and all those uh, stand up comedians. Um, it's it's this sense of humor that's not just like we'll make fun of our dicks and we'll make fun of how I like uh that one Amy Schumer, who's all about like the way the guy comes in her, like she wants it on her tits. I get that shit's fun. <laughs> I really do. But there's this deeper humor that's compassionate, that's about the absurdity and the perfection of it all, all at once. How it's all perfect, it all stinks, it's all one. It manifests as many. It's all here now, like it's all happening now. This is where we realize the cosmic joke again and again and again. So if you could, what about that element of the book and how? that could help you with the, the humor perspective because you go into that oh yeah um well you know i guess uh i guess we're all fighting the ego and to me like that's the that's the cosmic joke right there is like that i think i'm something special and and you really captured that in the book how the ego can really run away with us <laughs> and uh when we come back to ourselves, it's it's very funny, I think. Um, yes, yes, yes. It, there, <laughs> you know, it's um, because it is the you know, we all go away from our divinity into all these trips, and it all seems so real, and we're so thinking we're special. We could go, we could think like uh, the great example for me is Donald Trump. He's there. Most people have heard of him. His ego is up all there, and he's spreading his ego all around. And that's you'd like that. We, we all have that kind of little ego in there that is like a Donald Trump sitting on a golden toilet. You see, it's all our ego. What you realize is it's not 
my stuff and your stuff. It's all our stuff. So any ego out there is my ego, is the little Donald Trump on the toilet. What we do realize, though, when we go away from all that, is we get to that place where it's the cosmic joke and we were and the ego was an illusion. It's not even real. It's just it's it's all it's all an illusion that there's any separation. We are that oneness. We've always been that oneness. And it was just kind of like a really intense game of hide and seek for a while. But it gets less intense from our perspective. And we're all here like every being has returned home and we're home and we could bear it all. So, you know, could you talk about how how did people react that you know in person to your change of consciousness? Oh man. Um, well, as far as like my my birth family and everything, I've gotten to a point where I don't talk to them. They don't want to talk to me. Um, they pretty much think I'm crazy. Uh, I've tried. I tried to talk to them about you know how we're all one and you know this this you know, infinite loving awareness is just right there, you know, under the surface and all this and that. And they just, you know, didn't get it. And I didn't push it on them or anything, but they kind of began to like push me. And I was just like, let me be, you know, just let me be <laughs> and like they wouldn't. Um, so I, I ultimately disconnected from them. But as far as, um, you know, a lot of people like to talk about their tribe or whatever, like, um, I did find a group of like-minded people and it just popped up. So I think the universe really, you know, what they say, you know, uh, what you seek is seeking you. Um, yeah, so. absolutely. Like this, like people got to realize that people will be able to tell when you change your consciousness and become peaceful and loving people around you will understand this. They'll feel lighter from you. And some will react uh you know people that like know you and have a story about who you are and what it's all about not yeah. necessarily the random person on the street they'll appreciate your peacefulness but oh, yeah. the people that know you you know because they got a whole story about who you are and who they are and it's a power thing you know well and the thing the funny thing about that is you know they all those people wanted me to make changes you know and and live a better life for myself and all that and they just didn't like the way i wanted to do it once i realized like who i am and it's who we all are and uh it, it, i don't know it's just but you know what's so groovy about that is that although there is that level you're isolated from family and on that level and we all want to honor our incarnation that we are born into on as a soul taking birth and all that kind of stuff. And that's all groovy. And it'd be cool to have that. On another level, you see that every member of your family member that said all that or was about all that, behind that, they are love. And they will always love you. And we are connected in that heart space. You know, like you were saying, we're all here. We're all in that love. So even though I find, how does it help you? I find if I look at a person and they're maybe angry, not see the anger. Just see the place in them that is love. And I, I honor that the anger is there on a certain level, but you see through that to the space of love. Have you ever had that experience? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, even though I have my differences with these people, um, I do see that. And I see that where they're coming from absolutely is a place of love. But, you know, like love and fear, they're like the same thing. They're on the same pole, uh, just different degrees of the same thing. So they're, 
kind of running toward that end of the spectrum and I'm trying to run toward the other. And so it's like, you know, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't hate them. Um, it's just, it was, it was time to disconnect. We, we well, just, that is a, a good lesson and something we could get into the, you know, everybody knows the blanket podcast is after Maharaji and Maharaji was big on some people would go all the way to India from the West go rushing to his feet, and he would say, Jow. He wouldn't see them. He wouldn't tap them on the head, or they would learn a lesson from them. They were just Jow, and that was their lesson. And I feel that has always been a lesson for me, is that you love everybody, but as a human being, some people you say, go away, and some people you gather around, and some people they might be in your life for a while, and you'll meet new people. What you learn to do is you keep all of them in your heart and love everybody, but you also honor that on a certain level, you're a human being and you're not going to hang around certain people and other people. You might lose acquaintances, lose family members, gain new family members. It's all just this flow. So what, you know, say someone out there is listening, Nathan, and they're like thinking about a person in their life that they may want to part ways with. And they're struggling with that sense of deep love for them because they love everybody and they're spiritually awakening. And the idea of how how do they interact with this person? How do they make ways away from them on a certain level? And what is that all about? So I think that's a, a good topic if you go into that. Sure. Um, I think, um, well, in my experience, it's it's just been kind of organic. It's been very uncomfortable. I won't say that it was easy, um, but, you know, like we're talking about a flow. I mean, it's like we're all going down this river, like we're stuck in a river and it's a big river and you can't get to the, you know, the current's really fast. And so like we're just struggling, you know, a lot of us and and uh, there's, it's pointless. And so I don't know, as far as my situation with my family, we just got to a point where there were a lot of disagreements, and so if that disconnection is going to take place, it's probably just going to happen. Uh, but, I mean, if they're trying to, like, get away from a person and it's not happening, I, as hard as it is, like, it's, um, I would say they need to speak their truth to that person. Just, you know. Well, about life. what you said about the river, I have... I have this vision right now of this book by Herman Hest and Siddhartha and Siddhartha, he became a renunciate and then he went into money and sex and pleasure and gambling. And then he went back to this river that was at an earlier part in the story. And he has this realization. That's exactly what you're saying. Like we're all on this river and we're all going towards this one and we are all the one. The river is the one too. So it's going towards the one. And it is the one at the same time. And it's like unescapable. Like all beings are moving towards this river and they're all are the oneness at the end of the river. And while they're going on the river, they are that oneness, you know, and it's really like it is the, the what makes it all bearable is that sense of we all do get to that end where it's all just a cosmic joke and it was an illusion and that makes it bearable while we're in the midst of it. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like right now I'm in a dream and I see it's a dream and I'm identified with that, which is beyond that illusion, which is not separate. Yet I see all the ego out there, 
all the beings lost in illusion, all the beings free. It's all us. Like it, it ceases to be something so special. It's the specialness is what has to die. I'm glad you brought that up. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I totally relate with the dream thing. I very, very much feel like I'm in. A, everything's more colorful now. Like I don't. I I don't know. I feel like I'm watching like a projection. If that makes sense. Like everything's. That makes perfect. I I feel I look around. Everything's filled with the light of God, and I feel that yeah. all the time. I feel like it's just. You know, it's just, it does feel just always like people that have done psychedelics, like right into an hour and a half. That state is here. Like that state, that psychedelics, especially LSD, seems to show people is it gives them a glimpse of where we're headed. You can live in that. We could be in that. All it does is show you a glimpse of who you are, somebody out there. It shows you a glimpse of who you are, listener. You're not really a listener. You're not sitting uh, in the middle of Benares, India, and you found and you had a phone that's secretly powered by the NSA. So as endless charge, and you're sitting in Benares, India, with this special phone created for you by the NSA, and has this battery that it can just keep going. You don't ever need to charge it, and you're sitting there, and you have your thumb about halfway up your butt, and you got on your head a shoe, and you're sitting there, and you're watching the burning bodies uh where people have passed left their body and you're watching the burning bodies it's called the city of the dead and you're sitting there and you're laughing because you're listening to this podcast and you're like you're thinking how did you know i was in benares how did you know i had that phone from the nsa how do you know i have a shoe in my head like and this person's their mind is being blown you know so yeah yeah man yeah and i tell people all the time like I feel like I'm tripping all the time, you know, like as if I were to have taken like a microdose of shrooms every day. And like, I don't know, like I, I do. I feel like I feel like I'm tripping. Like that's the best way I can best way I can put it. So I, now as far as uh, like, do you have a regular practice to keep you in the state of consciousness or you just be here now all the time? Or how, how does that work? Do you have some sort of schedule with your practice? Well, at first I was really dogmatic about it after my first experience with Samadhi. And, but what I began to realize is that I began to go into that state just randomly in my waking consciousness, you know, what we call waking consciousness, you know, or, uh, oh yeah, the, the Veda, the Vedic philosophy goes into all that. I guess there's like, you know, uh, waking consciousness, sleeping consciousness, dreaming, and then the fourth state is samadhi, and then they go into like God consciousness, unity consciousness, and cosmic consciousness. But it's all labels for a progression of if you just sit down and meditate, you progress. And so what it turned into, at first it was really dogmatic, um, and then I began to just kind of like, it was like I was experience seeking, I guess. So it, it got kind of old, you know, and it wasn't working anymore. And so I would go through phases where it like, but then once stress would build up, it was like I needed to go meditate. So what I've kind of turned it into is, I guess, more of an organic thing where like when I'm not in that state of presence and loving awareness, I realize it and I get there as quickly as I can. You know, without really trying, you know, I just kind of settled and in, settle into the moment now. Um, but, you know, before I go to bed, usually I will lay down and really go into try to try to get into as deep a state of meditation as I can before I go to sleep. And, um, 
that's pretty much my practice as far as that goes. But I try to make it a a, um, a moment by moment thing. Like while I'll be working, I'll uh, I work with weed, which is great because it's legal in my state now, so I can actually go work in cultivation. So I'm I'll be meditating and like talking to these plants while I'm watering them, and it's just I do I feel like I'm I'm uh, in the the house of the Lord, so to speak. I don't know. Yes, like, and we're we're all in this house together. Yeah. And um, you know, as far as my my book, it's not my book. It's all our book. It's like you realize all the all the teachings out there are our teachings. And I was wondering if anything comes to mind specifically from the book that really struck a chord with the cosmic humor, or even something else, like any particular oh. part of it. Uh, uh, there, there was this one part in the book where you had been talking to a lady and I can't remember what you guys were talking about, but suddenly you realized that that was like God talking to you through this lady. And that really resonated with me because I feel like people are always doing that, you know, <laughs> like you I'm going to bring that part up. That's a, that's a part that I've had other people mention that part as well. I was in this uh, mental hospital, like before the long-term mental hospital. I was in like a total of two and a half months or so. But this was the one where before they send you to the more intense mental hospital, so to speak, there's like a temporary one where they have pushed people in and they push people out. They get them on whatever medication, basically. And then they get them off. It's like a pharmaceutical industry thing. Anyway, so I was there. And, you know, we all have that oneness in us. It depends what level you see it. So you can hear someone could be saying something about football, yet you're seeing them as the divinity, that it's all one, and the divinity is talking to you at a deeper place. This was something particularly interesting because this was a woman that was so uh, out of it. She had so much severe alcohol, drug problems, and she was just rambling nonsense. But... She was the next day she was in like a serene state and she was sitting at the end of the hallway and she told me things about my life, like not Maharaji, that she couldn't have known. She was psych. She was being psychic. She was tuning in that oneness and where she knew everything about my life. And she was talking in a very funny way about things I was thinking about in my mind and trips i was going on about astral planes and this so so for anyone out there that is intrigued by this do check out audible spiritual bipolar or check out bobby here love on facebook and uh go look up the spiritual bipolar it's available ebook free and it's very audible uh for not free but if you do want an audiobook free you can get it on this podcast on wherever you're listening to this podcast just scroll down on the episodes and look for spiritual bipolar. And there it is free for you because it's not about money and popularity or, or numbers. I'm going to change the world with a book. I'm going to be like Ram Dass and have a big B here. Now it's all, if you touch one person out there and they get to this place where we're all one, we're all that person becoming one. So it's not like, well, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, get a bunch of people together no we're already together you know Mm -hmm. yeah oh man i was uh i was driving down the highway the other day and i i realized that my road rage is completely gone and as i was looking around realizing this i looked at the car in the right lane a little bit ahead of me 
just off to the right. And I realized, you know, I felt that person and I was that person. And I like I, I looked I began to look around and see like I'm all these people on this highway right now. And I started to cry and I'm just I'm that's so new. <laughs> like that's I love that. Um, I, I just feel very grateful because I used to be very disconnected from everything. And you know, that's what it does come down to a way for people to understand it is you just quiet your mind and you open up your whatever your heart or your consciousness, you open up and you quiet and you be still and you sit and you be quiet and you find this feeling of connecting to all of it. It doesn't have to you don't have to have a trip about Atman and Brahman and this Upanishad and that form of yoga and New Age Starseed 5D, 60, 70. Get the big D cracker. Get the big D. You get some D, girl. You get some D, girl. The D that's all the Ds. It's 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, 8D, 11D, what they say in string theory. Get all the D and just be quiet and be here and feel connected. Because ding, 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 if you are connected to 1D, you're connected to all the Ds. It's all connected. So you get all the D and you get the big D. And it doesn't just go halfway in. It gets to the G spot, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, now as far as um, what like I think the big question is that people have, which you're not going to be able to answer because it can't really be answered in word words. But maybe you could just give an attempt at this. Why is all this here? Every great person that's realized this oneness has gotten why they have gotten the why. But who's put the why into words in a way that makes sense? I don't think no one has done it yet. We all get the why because we've gotten the cosmic joke. We've gone into that place. But it is really unspeakable. So I'm asking you now, speak the unspeakable. Tell us why. Oh, man, I think we're. I think we're here to try to remember that we are love. I, that's because I mean, if you think about it, everything in this world tries to tell us that we're not, especially in Western culture. Um, and so it's it's hard to say, like, you know, I am God doing this to myself uh, to learn. Um, you know, some people think we're on like a prison planet or whatever. I, I think the prison is in our own minds. Um, and we created it for a reason. Uh, it was created for a reason. Maybe it, like you could say it's to test us, to test our metal or something. Like, because imagine, you know, like you're this infinite being who knows everything, is eternal. Um, you can have. It's like Alan Watts says, you know, like you can have any dream you want, uh, but then eventually you'd get bored with it, and 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 maybe you'd want to. I don't know. See. I really feel he was a very in tune with the cosmic joke and cosmic humor. Like Ram Dass was, many spiritual teachers have that cosmic humor element. Alan Watts in particular, when he said that where you have a like a machine that could create any dream you want and you push all the buttons and finally you push the surprise button and here we all are, right? And yeah. like that that really is a way like a thought experiment if you will to get you to the cosmic joke if someone really listens to an alan watts and listens to that story and they're open and they are ready that story will get them to the cosmic joke regardless of where alan watts is at because i about alan watts he had all kinds of trips he was very intellectual 
but something come came through him that's us that's all of us and when he was up giving his performance of spiritual humor we came through it came through perfectly just like ramdas just like many of these teachers i feel go with the one that you're inclined to go with or many it doesn't matter mm, indeed i like ramdas too I, I love i love listening to ramdas uh, yeah and we we are reaching the end of the show so that's a good place to end that we 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 i honor that the under the blanket comes from the the maharaji lineage of Neem Crow baba hanuman and ramdas and be here now and all that I feel that it is a part of that lineage and I honor it as much as I would honor all the lineage because it is all our lineages. And I thank you, Nathan, for being on the show. I feel uh, just in that place and just in the center and just allowing it all as it is, the flow. I thank you for uh, all this. Thank you. I I really enjoyed this. Uh, Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody listening too. This is awesome. Wonderful. So everybody out there uh, listening, remember that you don't have to just like you. Maybe you listen to this whole show. Well, that's a mistake. Did you really sit there and listen to the whole show? Were you busy listening or were you backstage in the here now where the show and the listening and the thinking about what he's saying just happens? Consider listening it to it again this time, Cracker, listening to it again. But you aren't listening, Cracker. You're just letting it happen and listen to that. Consider that. Consider that, Cracker. Thank you all. Ram, ram, ram.